This morning I'm continuing my focus on being all in and uh, looking at our lives and the scriptures and what it really means to be all in from a Christian standpoint, from what God's Word has to say to us. And in Colossians chapter 3, as we look at it, it addresses different areas of our life and it really tells us in Colossians chapter 3 in these verses that we read what it means to be all in or to give your all in all in every area of your life. I think sometimes when we think about uh, being all in or giving all, we think about just in the parameters of the church walls and what we do to serve the Lord. But here in Colossians chapter 3 and verses 17 through 23, the Lord has really given us a picture that we're to give our all in all, in all that we're involved in, in all that we do. Joyce and I had the uh, privilege this past week to uh, get away for a few days and in a place that we were staying at, uh, the temperature was in the mid-80s, and so it was a, they had a pool there, and it was a great, uh, each day was a great day to go out and just kind of relax, sit around the pool, enjoy the sunshine. And there wasn't a whole lot of people around, and there was this one family that uh, we immediately began to see as we would go out there. And this family I'll describe as, we first saw a grown man who I'll identify as the son who was sitting out at the end of the pool, interrupting me to swim some laps. But he was sitting at the end of the pool in the water, and he was reading a book. And as he was there reading, then we began to see some other folks come out. And it was a man that was a little bit older and appeared to be his wife and wasn't sure if it was a daughter or a granddaughter till I heard her say the words, Meemaw, which happens to be Joyce's name. And Joyce immediately looked at me and she said, Did she call her Meemaw? I said, I think she did. So we had a connection. We began to keep our eyes on him. And then there was a gentleman that she called Papa. So we recognized that this was a little girl with her grandparents. And Papa was going out into the water and it was a little cool and he was making all kinds of sounds and playing with her. And, and she was getting on the side of the pool and jumping in. And they were conversing and another young lady came up. And so we're kind of, kind of analyzing this family to kind of see who they are and everything. And then the gentleman that's been at the end of the pool there for a while comes walking down and he starts conversing with them. So we begin to get this picture in our mind that the one at the end of the pool is the grown son who's there with his wife and his little daughter and with his parents. And as he makes his way down at the end of the pool where they're playing around and the little girl's jumping in to pop all and she's going to jump and do something and so pop all kind of steps over to the side and says, hey, you can go ahead and play with daddy. To which daddy says, no, that's okay, go ahead and play with Papa. He mows his own. He gets over there and other things are going on and the next thing we know, he's kind of got his book and this is the grown son. He's got his book and he's got his towel and as all the fun and excitement is going on, he makes his way back to where they're staying at and goes out and sits on the balcony while Grandma and Grandpa and the mother and the little girl are all out there having fun. What well, kind of caught my attention because I thought he doesn't seem to be really interacting with them much. He just kind of made his way by and went on. Next time we see him out the pool, similar setting. It's him isolated, them doing stuff, and then him back to the balcony reading his book. So I began to see all that. I told Joyce, I said, you know, I, I know you're not supposed to judge people and, and determine a book by its cover, but I'm seeing here is a lazy man who's not fulfilling his responsibility as a father. She had got the same impression as we were there that week. 
only one time did I see him actually playing with his daughter in the pool. Now, I might have been wrong. Maybe he was having deep things on his mind, but that was by his words? No, that's okay. Just play with Papa. And by his actions, leaving them there, his words and actions were preaching a message to me about his life that I'm lazy and I'll leave it up to my parents to take care of things while I just take it easy, read my book, and stay away from the noise and the crowd. As I look to God's Word, I see a different picture that God has for us in our roles and our responsibilities in life. And really what we see here, as I said, is giving our all in all. And I believe that's what God wants to challenge us to today. I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version. And as I read it, I read it out of the New King James because the word all is there a few different times. And I want you to catch that word all. It's about putting our all in all. And as we look at these scriptures, it gives us a picture that it's not just you and I making a choice to do whatever we think is to put our all in things, but it's the way that the Lord would have us to do it. Because as you read it, as it talks about our all in all, it'll make mention about what is fitting to the Lord, what pleases Him, doing it out of thanksgiving and out of fear of the Lord. The Lord is very clearly picturing for us to put our heart in doing all that we do and giving our all in all, but not according to our guidelines or what we think, but according to God's guidelines. So let's look at this as we look to God's Word. Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And I want to pause there because... You notice there that it's, it says that whatever we do in word or deed, by our actions and our attitude, it says do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I wanted to pause there because I think that none of us will really give our all in all the areas of our life as to the Lord unless we first have an attitude of giving thanks to God for all that He has done for us. As we look to these scriptures and I continue on, you'll see fitting to the Lord, pleasing to the Lord, and fear of the Lord. If you're not thankful to the Lord, none of those other things will be true either. But let's go on to verse 18, and the Bible says this. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. And husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. And bond servants, which we could put into terms today of employees, obeying the things your masters or your employers according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not to men. And so that verse 17 kind of kicks it off for us to realize that whatever we do in our word and deed, our attitude and our actions, the things that we speak and the things that we do, that we're to put our whole heart in it with a thankful heart to the Lord. And then that verse 23 kind of brings it all back together again for us as it addresses areas of different parts of our life saying, just whatever you do. Not only these things that God has mentioned already in His Word where He addresses marriage and family and, and work, but it says that whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Do it heartily as to the Lord. 
not as to someone else. Meaning that don't just look at that person in the eye that you may be working at and thinking, you know, if they get a better attitude themselves, I might do better. Or if they treated me better. But it said as you look at that person, realize it's not them I'm working for, but it's for the Lord. As you look at the person you married and you might be saying, well, you know, I, I wasn't a Christian then or I didn't have the right attitude when I married them. I didn't, wasn't looking at things the right way. You just look at that person as that's the person you married and you do that marriage with all your heart as unto the Lord. Because that's the person you're married to. I want to read that verse 23 in, also in the New International Version. It says this, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart. I think that as we look at these Scriptures, we can tell that very clearly the Bible is telling us that whatever area of our life that we are involved in, matter of fact, if you have your Bible out, I made kind of a highlight of these Scriptures. And that highlight, as I tried to put it in words as I saw it, it would say this, whatever role or responsibility that I have in life, my Lord expects me to put my whole heart into it in a way that is fitting to the Lord so that my words and actions are pleasing to Him because I reverently fear the Lord and I am thankful for all that He has done for me. Now, that might not be the greatest wording, but I liked it well enough. I'm going to repeat it. and Put yourself in this. Whatever role or responsibility that I have in life, my Lord expects me to put my whole heart into it in a way that is fitting to the Lord. The word fitting there meaning proper or right, the way it should fit, so that my words and my actions are pleasing to Him. And I do that because I reverently fear the Lord and I am thankful for all that He has done for me. And so the Scriptures are very clear that the Lord is expecting me to put my whole heart into it. What is He expecting us to put our whole heart into it? In verse 18, the Lord expects us to put my whole heart into my marriage. You look at verse 18, it says this, 18 and 19. It says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. As I mentioned a while ago, the word fitting there in the Greek language meant that which is right, that which is proper. It's basically putting a picture of this, and that is... If you've ever done a puzzle, matter of fact, you can even go into one of the nurseries here at the church and you'll find some of those shape puzzles and there'll be those shapes that are like triangles. Those are shaped like squares. Those that are shaped like circles. And those different shapes that have the particular object that you put it in, whether it's a ball or whether it's some other toy that the kids have to play with, the one that's a triangle only fits in the one that's a triangle. The one that's a square only fits in the one that is a square. And the one that's a circle only fits in the one that is round. If you have the game that's really made that right way, that toy, they make the sizing so that you can't stick the triangular one, angle it into the square one. They only fit in the right one because they're teaching the child the principle of what shape fits in what hole. That's kind of the wording in the Greek language that was used there, and that is that wives are to submit or to yield to the leadership of their husbands as the way that God made the shape of the marriage to be. 
Now it goes on in verse 19, Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. If we could go over to, and time doesn't permit, but if we went over to Ephesians chapter 5, we see a beautiful picture that the Lord has laid out about the husband and the wife relationship and the way that God designed it for it to fit together. Now I said a while ago that some of you might be thinking, okay, I'm married, but I wasn't a Christian then. And I am now, so things are different. I didn't go into this marriage with the knowledge of what God expects. And let me tell you that even if you're not married this morning, this, this scripture applies to you in a great way because it's saying that you're to put your whole heart into your marriage, but you're to do it in the way that is fitting to the Lord, which means that even if you're not married, when you come to a point that you're approaching marriage, find out how marriage fits in God's plan. How God designed it. Which means that God created the plan for a man and a woman to be married together for life with divorce as not an option. That God planned it so that you come together in the way that He designed it for a wife to yield to the leadership of a husband and for a husband to love his wife the way that Christ loved the church. That's the way God planned it. And the Bible tells us to not be unequally yoked, which means if you're not married and you're looking at marriage at some point in your life and you're a Christian, don't even get start getting serious with someone who's not a Christian. And I have heard this over the years over and over, but, but, I, but I think that I can win them to the Lord. But when they come to know the Lord, then you might be at a point you consider marriage, but not before then. Because and you can say, well, preacher, what, what right do you have me to tell you? I don't. But God's Word says it. And I'm just repeating what God said. So if you don't like it, take it up with God. That's God's plan. That's how He had it fitting. And when that marriage comes together, even if you approached it from God's perspective or not, the Bible says what God has joined together, let no man separate. Which means you make the best out of it. Put your whole heart into it. You say, well, I married a jerk. Well, you're the one that made the choice. What does that tell you? Bad taste, huh? Whatever is fitting into the Lord. What I'm saying is that there are no options of outs here that you can say, well, I don't have to do it because this or that, because God put the whole plan together, and that is, He said, do it this way when you go into a marriage, but once you're in there, stay in there. And put your whole heart into it. Bring out the very best. You see, when you put your whole heart into it, you know, as we're here in church and we come in and we worship the Lord and we sing songs and we listen to the preacher preach messages and then we leave and we're outside the walls of the church. But you know what? God's plan for us to give all in all means that I take my faith and my Christianity from the church to my home. I don't leave it at church and then go to my house and it's a different story. My faith, my Christianity, my heart for the Lord goes home with me. The Lord tells us right here that the Lord is expecting us to put our whole heart into our marriage from the husband and the wife perspective. And the only way that marriage works is that it's a whole heart responsibility. And you might say, well, my mate is not putting their heart into it. God didn't say that only if they did it. He said, you put your whole heart into it. Matter of fact, as I've read through the Bible all the way from the front to the end, 
I have seen this central thing over and over that the Lord never says, all right, you need to do this after they do their part. And I challenge you, if you can find that, come show it to me. But in forgiveness and healing, I have seen that over and over the Lord just says, you go do what I expect you to do. Then let's see how it turns out with the other person. That's the way God designed it. That's the way it fits together. So the Lord expects me to put my whole heart, even if my mate is not doing it, to put my whole heart into my marriage. But the Lord also expects me to put my whole heart into my family. In verse 20 it said, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Now in the marriage relationship, it addresses what is fitting, what's right, the proper way, the way God designed it, how it fits together. But here he says, as children obeying their parents in all things, this is what pleases the Lord. Matter of fact, we could go back into the Old Testament and see that, that because when a, a person, male or female, lives their life in obedience and honoring their parents, the Bible says that the Lord extends our life. That's how much God's pleased. He says, let me just see a little bit more of this play out in life. Because I like this, seeing a person honor their parents. And you know, that doesn't change when you become an adult. That as we grow up and we, we have, the Bible tells us that we marry and we leave father and mother. But when we leave father and mother, that doesn't mean that you leave honoring them and respecting them. You no longer are they the ones to make your decisions for you. You make your decisions for your family, for your marriage, but you still honor mom and dad. The Bible goes on to say in verse 21, it takes it not only from the children's perspective, but from the parents' perspective, fathers do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. One person has always loved it when I read the Scripture when it says exasperate your children. In other words, as parents, that we're to do in raising our children in a way that encourages them and helps them go down the path that God has designed for them and not discourages them and pushes them down a path that Satan would have them to go. And so the Scriptures let me know that, that when I leave here, I'm to take my faith home with me in my marriage and in my family relationships, whether it's me as a son or whether it's me as a parent. Isn't it amazing God laid it all out that no matter what role in life that we have, father, son, husband, wife, mother, daughter... God's got it all laid out at how we're supposed to do it. And He laid it out in a way that we're to bring out the best in others. Because as I've read through the Bible, when it talks about the husband and wife relationship, it talks about the husband bringing out the very best in his wife. When I look to these scriptures about the children and the parents relationship, it see that it talks about the parent bringing out the very best in their children. It's all in God's plan for us to take our faith, our Christianity outside the walls and take it home to our families. So the Lord is telling us that the Lord expects us to put our whole heart in our marriage, to put our whole heart in our family. But He goes on and gets a little more personal in our lives. And that is, not only do we take our faith to our homes when we leave here, but we even take it to our workplace. Because the Lord expects us to put our whole heart into our work. Look here at verse 22, it says... Bond servants, as I said, we can kind of put that into a term that we'd understand today of employee and employer. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men's pleasers, 
What is this term, I service and men pleasers? It means don't work for your employer in a way that if they're looking, you give them your best and you put on a show that pleases them and then when they turn their eyes and they're not looking, that you do whatever you want to do. It's not that way. He says, do it in sincerity of heart as fearing God. And the Bible tells us God is always looking. <clears throat> My children went to a school at Christian Heritage and Joyce was the uh, secretary there at the school for a while and had some other roles. But the uh, lady that was a principal at one time where the kids played out the playground, she stuck on the window this little uh, thing she had printed out on paper and Reminded them that while they were playing on the playground, that God was watching, and so was Mrs. Kinneman. Letting them know that those who in authority had their eyes on them. And so don't be out there playing and thinking, nobody sees me. Same way in our work. Don't be looking over your shoulder because we should do the same whether our employer is watching or not watching. Whether they're with us or not with us. See, as you go back to the Bible in uh, Genesis about Joseph, and Joseph was identified as a man that put his heart into everything, and God blessed that. And even when he was a slave to Potiphar, and he was there serving, the Bible tells us that he put his whole heart into it, he gave it his very best, and God raised him up to where he got to the point that his master put nothing away from his authority except for his own wife. That's how God blesses it. When you give God your very best as you're doing it for the Lord and not to please someone else or put a show on for them, God blesses that and He gives blessings into your own personal life. And then it goes down to verse 23. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. And listen to what verse 24, I didn't read it, but it says, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Just a little reminder there at the end that, and you know sometimes you can, <clears throat> you can hear a message. You can hear a message and you say, okay, I, I need to put my whole heart into it. Matter of fact, if you have your Bible app open, you'll see there's a takeaway that I put at the end. From this day forward, I will put my whole heart into everything that I do so that my actions and my attitude are an encouragement to others and not a discouragement. And to live a Christian lifestyle that exemplifies my Lord and not an embarrassment to Him. And you can come to the end of this message and say, okay, alright, I, I haven't been putting my whole heart into my marriage. I know it. Just been kind of getting by. I haven't been putting my whole heart in raising my kids. I haven't been putting my whole heart in the way that I've been working for my employer because I've been wanting to wring his neck. But I'm going to change my attitude today because I've seen what the Scripture says about putting my whole heart into my marriage, my family, my work. Really, God's saying put my whole heart into everything. So I'm going to take this away. From this day forward, I will put my whole heart into everything that I do so that my actions and my attitude are an encouragement to others and not a discouragement. And to live a Christian lifestyle that exemplifies my Lord and not an embarrassment to Him. And you can leave that... Attitude and say, that's what I'm going to do. Then you go to work Monday morning. Your boss meets you and he's had a bad weekend and he's got a bad attitude and he puts you to the test. Or maybe 
You've been in the service and you're thinking, you know what, I really haven't been putting my whole heart into my marriage like I should. And I'm going to. I bet you my, my spouse, they were sitting there with me, they heard it. Their attitude's going, I can't wait till we start this week off because I bet you their attitude's going to be better. And then it's not. You're thinking, forget the pastor's takeaway. I'm taking them down. But you know that's where the rubber meets the road. Whether it's really genuine from your heart, because as I've read these scriptures, it says, with sincerity of heart, in verse 22. But in sincerity of heart. Sincerity of heart means it don't matter what my boss does, it don't matter what my spouse does, it doesn't matter what my parents or my children do. The only thing that matters is I'm trying to do this in the way that is fitting in the Lord, that pleases Him, and I'm doing it out of fear of the Lord who I am so thankful for all that He's done for me. That's the attitude God's looking for. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And in this moment as we bow our heads and close our eyes and just seek the Lord, what do you, what do you feel like you need to take away from this message today? Maybe God has spoken to you in an area other than marriage, family, work. Maybe it's your schooling. You've just been getting by. Not really putting your whole heart into it to make the best out of what you've got the opportunity to make the best out of. Maybe God's spoken to you in that area. Maybe it's an area that you've said that you would take on some responsibility, but you're just doing what it takes to just get by. You see, I think the Lord's very clear that it doesn't matter if you're doing something inside the church, teaching a class, singing songs, cleaning the church, caring for children. The God's wanting you to put your whole heart into it. But He wants you to take your faith outside these walls, your Christianity, and to put your whole heart into your marriage and your home and your work, the things that you do for the community, whatever roles or responsibility that you've given, just give it your best. Put your heart into it so that you please the Lord. You may even say, Pastor, I, I think i got too much to put my whole heart into everything. Then maybe that is an area of your life that you need to look at and say, God, for me to put my whole heart into some things, I just need your leadership of where my heart needs to be. Let me put my heart into it that way. Lord, as we come to You this morning, Lord, I know that Your Word is clearly telling us that through our attitude and our actions, our words and our deeds, people are seeing our life and they're seeing where our heart really is. Lord, just as Joyce and I were on that trip and we saw that man, it sure was his words and his actions sure were saying to me, I really don't have my heart into my kids and my family. I'm really more into this book and just getting some quiet time. Nothing wrong with reading a good book. Nothing wrong with having some quiet time. Maybe that's all he needed. Maybe I misread it. But it did speak loud and clear to me that we need to put our whole heart in to whatever roles and responsibility God's given us. So this morning, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm just asking you to take away a commitment. 
Put your whole heart into whatever you, whatever roles and responsibilities you have in life. Put your whole heart into it. Let your attitude and your actions, your words and your deeds speak loud and clear that whatever I do, I do it for the Lord and I do with my very best. Because I want to do it the way that is fitting or proper in the eyes of the Lord. I want to do it in a way that pleases the Lord. I want to do it out of reverent fear for Him because I sure am thankful for all that God has done for me. Lord, I just pray, God, that You search all of our hearts this morning. Lord, find us where we are. And Lord, I pray that You just help us to be nudged along, compelled, propelled to put our whole heart in whatever You've placed us in. And Lord, we'll give You the praise and honor and glory. And it's in Your name we pray.